Hello and welcome back to the TNC podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. It's an absolute pleasure to have you along. And I'm delighted to be able to welcome our first ever female <laughs> guest, Anna Travel. Anna, True. thank you so much for coming along to the beautiful Erpingham House today. Um, first female guest, how big a deal is that for you? I mean, of course, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice to be the first female guest on a on the show, yeah. you know, and um, I am, we'll see. I'm curious what, uh, what you guys planned and what to expect. It's, um, <laughs> I was really excited when Chris mentioned actually that you were up for coming on because I think we're all big football fans here and we all watch the players out on the pitch and obviously you know Tom better than anyone but I think there's a certain life behind football in which we just don't really know about and that's mm. you and that's other footballers' wives and what goes on. I want to take this in kind of a chronological order. So I want to start back for when you were a little girl. What was childhood like? Where did you grow up? What did you want to be? Has it turned out like you wanted it? I was born in Ukraine in 1989. Okay. And um, back in the day, it was the Soviet Union. So my parents decided to leave Russia or the Soviet Union at that time, leave and just to provide us children a better life and a better future. So I grew up in Germany and this is where I, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so what were, your, what were your parents doing at the time? How big of influence were they on you back in the day? Um, a lot. I think my mom, she, um, like she put the, how do you say, she made the basement of everything. Because um, yeah. I work, I, I studied film. Okay. And uh, when I was a really young girl, she um, always were singing with me. We we learned text and writing and uh, performing. And she was herself. She was uh, dancing for the Russian ballet. Wow. Yeah. And um, so I basically grew up in this whole performance world. Yeah. Like she took me, dragged me with her when we were really little to watch her perform in front of a big crowd in in different cities and different Amazing. countries and yeah. So traveling has always been a relatively large part of your life then I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Um, Chris, Tom came in here a, a moment ago. Um, he what, what was his coffee order? Cortado with coconut milk. Yes. I've got so much <laughs> respect for that coffee order by the way. I yeah. love a Cortado. <laughs> uh, my respect for Tom has gone through the roof with that order. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, we'll get on to Tom and his <laughs> Norwich career. Um, what was your first what was the first time you met Tom? How did it all come about? We chatted about it off camera, but it was such a lovely story. Let's just go over it once more. All right. Um, actually, it's a really funny story. Um, I've met him already uh, a long time ago. I think it's about eight years. Okay. Um, and I decided to, because I met him through mutual friends. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that I will not date anyone at that time because I really want to go to the United States to okay. study. And I'm a person like, not that you can convince me easy, but if I fall in love with someone, I might have kept staying. So <laughs> I rather, I rather chose to not date just to get him to, just to get to know him, but on the surface. Yeah. And then I moved to the United States. Um, I was living there for three years. And right after I came back, I honestly literally just landed in Frankfurt and he hit me up on Facebook. Wow. Yeah, he was like, oh, Still welcome. I was like, can I please take a breath first? <laughs> so did he pass the test then? Were you happy with his yeah, performance? Well, I mean, first I arrived home. I spent a lot of time with my family and my friends. Yeah. 
and he kept on liking all my pictures. Did he? And I, because the thing is, I had to go back, of course, because I had my house, like my apartment, yeah. my work. <laughs> I couldn't just leave and. You know, and I was not in the state, like in had the state of mind that I will date someone. Yeah. Um, but then my mom said, "Listen, you're a young woman. You should just go out, uh, have a nice coffee with him. He, he he seems very nice." What did he order you in the coffee shop? Um, no, we actually met um, in front of a restaurant. We went uh, we went for food, but I haven't had anything because I was planning on rushing that a little bit through. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, and he came with flowers. Oh. He was really prepared. Tom. He was so prepared. He was so sweet. And then, um, yeah, then we had coffee and then he was so nice and he had, uh, he was just different because I expected someone more stupid. <laughs> was that your kind of initial <laughs> preconceptions uh, yeah. of footballers? <laughs> yes, because I like to talk about like more unnatural things okay. in the universe and and I thought he's definitely not going to be <laughs> on my level but he's a nice person why not but I was really surprised he was very intelligent and um, how he built his words he was a very calm person mm. he was listening to me I was listening to him and it was like I felt um, really respected and um, I went home with a really good feeling and my mom asked me if uh, he brought, who bought actually the flowers, and I said it was him. And she's like, "He's the one. Good. He's the one." It's good. I yeah. want to quickly back up a moment. You, you kind of said you moved to America like it was nothing. Yeah. I mean, I've just moved from Norwich down to London, and it was a big deal. Like mm. moving away from home, changing your, you know, your day-to-day -day life. That's an incredibly brave move to go from Germany to America. And it shows how mm. committed you are to your career, how committed you are to self-development. Mm. That leap is massive, isn't it? Yeah, I, because like you mentioned before, um, I'm, I was used to travel because uh, of my mom and also mm. of my dad. He uh, used to travel a lot as well. Um, for me, it was always a big, uh, I don't know why, but I always wanted to go to the States. Okay. I kind of felt of, you know the connection with LA. Right. I always, I always loved entertainment industry, and um, I think also when you are very young, because I was I think twenty one when I went to the states, um, you are much bolder. Mm. So you you have more confidence, of yeah. confidence without thinking about the risk. Mm. And um, I was just thinking about what can go go good, okay. yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah, instead definitely. of what can go wrong. And I think the older you get, that's what where you start thinking more, or where we can maybe have a uh, talk about later. Where I think sometimes it's better to talk uh, to think less about things okay. rather go for it. And uh, this is what a lot of children also have, like very young children, they rather go for it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, they will learn, you know. But it will still bring you somewhere because you made experiences. And um, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to go there and um, I knew if it doesn't work, what the worst thing, what can happen to me, I will learn to speak English. Mm. That's, that's the worst and I will have, a, I will have my bachelor. I so you couldn't speak English when you... I didn't speak English wow. at all. No, I didn't. That's fast. I mean, Chris, you, you're a massive kind of advocate for going out there and doing things. Yeah. It feels if, if though it comes natural to Anna in a sense. Well, like, I was going to say, Anna, what age were you when you went to LA? Um, I went with 20, was the first time, um, because I had to work for two years. My parents are yeah. not rich and uh, they couldn't just afford letting me go to the United States. Yeah. It was really passion. Like, I knew I lived <coughs> for two years in a small apartment, collecting every penny I could make, 
just to afford and I mean you guys are going or you are going to LA you know you told me next yeah, year Chris is I'm not and it's so expensive um, just to live there and yeah. pay for rent pay for a car pay for food and when I went there um, I had to really take care of my money just to mm. you know see how everything works just to get a feeling for it and then I went to a model agency, um, <coughs> they hired me. Um, they also paid for my working visa. Wow. Nice. And uh, yeah, and this is why I kept on staying there. And then I went to school and could afford school because I could work next to it, Brilliant. which was good. So it all happened, but it all yeah. happened because Anna took the jump. And as you say, Jack, I don't know if there's a culture thing or not, Anna, but there, I think there's a problem in the UK with you know, tunnel vision where the parents are like, no, you have to go to university in this city and study this and do this or join the family business or you have to do this, you have to do that. Whereas I don't know if that's potentially a, a European thing, but I think that that's very refreshing mm -hmm. to hear that a young person of only 20 years old flying all the way out to LA just to give it a go, mm. I think is just absolutely brilliant, Anna. So, so plaudits to you for that. I think that, and, and doesn't it just say, Jack, and I mean, me and you have both done this as well, and for, I know that our audience is very young as well. You know, if you've got an opportunity, but you're like, oh, that's a bit risky, but you're young. Yeah. So what's not to lose? Particularly when you're living at home with your parents, just have a go. You can always come back. So I think, so mm. plaudits to Anna for that. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Looking back on that time you spent out there now, do you think, wow, that was really bold. It could have gone so wrong. Or do you still look back with a sense of, if all mm. fails, I've still gained something? I mean... Of course, um, I d you mean now? Yeah, so when you day? look back on that time. Yeah, back on it. Of course, they could have, like, there could be so much going wrong. Like, um, I could be addicted to drugs or <laughs> alcohol or whatever, you know, uh, work in a strip club or, like, you know, just because the life is so different there and you're exposed to such a craziness mm -hmm. and. Um, how did you Actually, find the lifestyle? Was it suited to you or did it take a while to adjust? To be honest, I was very lucky because when I came, um, I made really good friends okay. um, from around the world and they were really supportive. And also I didn't, like the first time I came, I lived for a month with a, um, a little bit uh, elderly woman. Okay. Right. And she was the wife of Dale Robertson, who okay. was back in the day a very, very big actor. He has even a star on the Walk of Fame. He oh, really? He used to play wow. with Marilyn Monroe. Wow. Yeah, uh, Dale Robertson, look it up. Yeah, very, yeah. Very, I've um, heard the name. In the 60s or even before that, yeah. Okay. And I used to live with her and she was very supportive. So she taught me a lot about the industry and what I have to, what I have to take care of, you know, that I don't have to, should not trust anyone. And she, <laughs> I know, it's pretty harsh, but... Um, she was right, you have to be very careful, of course, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, uh, which decisions you make. Um, but I was, like I said, I was, um, I was not naive. Mm. I was, in a way, I was smart. I knew what I wanted, but I would not get it, I, didn't, I would not do it for every price. Mm. And um, this was important for me to be true to myself and go to a certain extent where I say I feel comfortable doing it. Mm. And um, yeah, I would always do that again. You say that you were kind of taught early on, I find that fascinating, like don't trust anyone. Mm. You, I mean, we've only been chatting for about an hour or so. You come across incredibly empathetic, lovely, but at the same time, you've got that real drive in you, I feel. How do you balance that in terms of 
not being a mug and not being walked all over, <laughs> but also still being a nice person? I think it's about my shitty star sign. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. Okay. You have that two things already inside you of, uh, you know, having that, uh, like sometimes go just go for it don't think about it and then overthink yeah so um i'm just trying to figure out myself for years how to find the middle yeah but i'm getting Do you know Tom's there star sign yeah he's a pisces okay and how does that work perfect it nice. does it yeah it's for scorpio and pisces they are the best match oh really yeah. so <laughs> you come back from america you weren't thinking of coming back to germany for good at that point were you mm. you meet tom things yeah go up in the air a little bit exactly talk us through them kind of initial first few months with tom did you then fly back to america and stayed there for a bit or were you then back in germany for good so yeah no i did i, I flew back to la because uh, of course i had to sort of uh, sort out all my things my apartment my car uh, my bank and everything and also my work and my management. <laughs> just your whole life. My, yeah. Just my whole life. I, I built everything within three years. And, um, but it was not that easy. Um, I kept on working for the first year. I was traveling back and forth. It was important for me just to make, because uh, I'm very careful. That's mm. probably also about my star sign. As you see, I really believe in astrology. Yeah. Um, I'm really careful because you never know what happens in life if it's the right person and you can't give up everything you know mm. I know that as a football player um, he can't give it up because he has a very tight schedule I can at least work around a little a little bit uh, of jobs and um, maybe cancel things he just can't cancel a game um, <laughs> <laughs> and postpone it and um, so I still went back and forth um, to sort everything out and also make sure in within this year that uh, it's a good relationship and it was the perfect decision I've ever made oh. to come back and yeah. that's lovely did you I assume when you first started to get to know Tom you knew he was a footballer and you knew what was going on there did you the thing is I when he um when we met he was not really playing okay um so he was a little bit struggling in his career um i was more working um j just for us or for me as well and um he was struggling a lot um then we went uh, then the first time we moved together actually is when he moved to the south of germany okay. in Firth. Mm. he played uh, or didn't play for a year um, and this is where um, I have to st let me let me find the right words um, I had to rethink mm. for us what's the best way in life mm. because we were really thinking football is over now really and um, because also of his previous management and everything wow. so I knew that and um, so I started working more so we would have money. Um, then we moved to the Netherlands. We were lucky uh, to get a chance there. Um, they, of course, they signed Tom. Um, and this is where I was working because we wouldn't make enough money to pay the rent. Yeah. Um, just to support us, our relationship and everything, just to be sa on, a, on, a, on a safe side. Yeah. Um, and, um, the thing is that the whole time before we actually came to Norwich, my plan for us was him going back to to university. 
Really? So I wasn't really, because it wasn't really football for me at that time because he was not playing. Yeah. And the only time he was playing in was in the Netherlands, but it was not nothing temporary for me because or for him because it's he didn't really had a salary. You yeah. know what I mean? And when we came to Norwich, this is where I first really realized that he's a football player. Wow. Really? Yeah. Like I mean I he was a football player before. Of course. Um did you but not have the belief it was going to happen for him then before Norwich? Did I you knew think that. It wasn't going to happen? No, I knew it would happen. Nice. I knew it. I um, the thing is, I don't know if I can say that, but I a little bit because I'm really good with management things. Um, I asked him if he's okay if I will do his management and okay. hire the people who will work for him. Yeah. And he said, "Well, I don't have anything to lose anymore." And then. Wow. I didn't realize uh, quite how close it was in terms of, I knew Tom had had struggles in the earlier yeah. parts of his career. I've got a quote here, it's, I think this was from Tom, he said, for sure the last few years have been really sad. Um, they were not easy for me and my wife because I had some problems. I didn't get back what I deserved mentally because I knew, because everybody who knows me knows I give everything in training every day. I think me and Chris were talking about this mm. the other day. Yeah. Tom, I think, has so much respect for you and he owes, almost feels like he owes a lot for you because you got him back on the right path. And I think Daniel Farker said that at times as well, like you were a massive influence with him. And that's not always, do you feel that as well? I think um, not in a football way, mm. in, in the management way, mm. yes. In um, making, making decisions, um, leading him and trying to lead him in the right direction, let him think twice about things or even longer. Mm. Um, don't be too emotional about things and um, and just to enjoy life and uh, do his job. Just mm. do what you can do, and that's play football. Mm. And um, I will, I will take care of the rest. So, what did you do to help him mentally? Because that seems like such a such a key part in his, in his life, Anna. Certainly, and it sounds like he's been through some extremely tough times, which obviously mm. put you in a in a situation as well. How do you both push through? And, how, and when Norwich came through, that must mm. have just been. Was it a relief for you or not? I mean, it all started with him being a super high-rated player in the youth. He mm. played for Werder Bremen, mm. uh, he went up with uh, Hansa Rostock. Mm. So he had a lot of success going up. So he, would not, he didn't know that it would stop one day. Um, and when you are that young and you fall that, you fall that far down mm. Mm. and the media crashes on you, the people, uh, maybe friends, uh, maybe uh, trainer, coaches, everyone. Mm. You just don't think you you're good enough anymore. Mm. And um, there was there was so much much negativity around him that I don't think he would have made it himself. Okay. Um, and are you saying that that was led by the media in Germany? Is yes, was that the issue? Yes. Okay. Um, without like the problem is that. Um, a lot of people wrote articles without even asking him mm. um, what is mm. the reason why he's not playing or what is the reason uh, he was sitting in the crowd. I mean, there's always a reason for something, an explanation for something. And it was always the uh, Tom was the bad person, Tom was the bad guy. Mm. And he has an attitude or he is he's not good enough. And this is what, especially in his age, he was, I think, to that time he was 21, yeah, 22, so old, yeah. that hurts, mm. that hurts a lot. Yeah. And for such a young person to withstand 
that negativity. Well, I don't I think mean, you can, Anna. I don't think you can mm. be that young and take that much shit over and yeah. over again. I don't think you can. Can you, Jack? I mean, there's been countless times where I've fallen on my ass and I've had to say, hey, pick me up here. I need some help. So thank God that you had you, Anna. And I think that, you know, in the world of social media and, and digital and TV and press mm. that there is today, and particularly now we're in the Premier League, which we'll get onto in a minute, in a minute Anna, I think that there is even more pressure now than before, and particularly with young players. And there's something... I think a massive issue is young players sometimes are left out and all of this and all of a sudden it's they've got an attitude problem or oh the manager thinks they're crap or mm. you know and I just think it's never that case you're very right and there's always a reason you know are they in a good place mentally has someone close to them just passed away are mm. they dealing with a family exactly. member struggling and, and at that age you're still learning you're still getting up on your feet aren't you mm. so again you know, you know thank thank goodness you're around for, for Tom at that point so when when Norwich came were you like what 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 was the moment like when Norwich came along you must have just been like mm, I remember s- s- like the thing is I uh, told him to offer Norwich a test match um, you told him that yes uh, because I knew that's not something like it's not common to do that in football mm. but I know that in my True. career um, that uh, going for an audition um, that's something uh, everyone does yeah. and I said why not bring something up like this just offer yourself this is what everyone does who's an act who's sorry who's an actor who's a writer you know who even you guys when you're journalists you, you also go and say hey can I work on that uh, project I will I will For write an article you, yeah. you know and see how it works if you like it and this is exactly what I think um, football um, can also do, you know, or mm. players who are struggling a little bit, just offer them like to like a little show reel in real life. And um, he was a little bit of, he had a lot of, how do you say, pride? Yeah. Yeah, to do that. And in the beginning, he's like, no one does that. And that's mm. not uh, something typical for football. Mm. And I was like, doesn't matter, just do it. And then his management uh, called um, Stuart Weber, mm. and then they agreed. And he came over, and the coach said, "I want to." Did it? I love that. And the reason why I love that is showing vulnerability. Super powerful, Anna. And that's the, the, that is the right thing to do all day, every day, no matter what walk of life you you go through. If you can show vulnerability, people trust you more instantly. So Daniel mm. Farker knows he can place trust in Tom. Stuart Webber knows he can place trust in Tom. There, there was something that I read in the press prior to this interview pr- preparing for it where actually, I think it must have been Daniel that said actually Tom practically was begging, it came across almost as he was, he was begging us, like he was desperate. Mm. And I think actually someone that shows that they care and they want it that much is so powerful. So I think again, like what an incredible idea to just be like, no, you know what? I'm going to come for a trial and then you can see how you like it. And in a sales scenario, by the way, there's always a push and pull. And it's mm. actually like, oh, Tom's only offered us a trial. Mm. Actually, we want him for longer than that. Mm. So I think that's dead clever. I really do. We've spoke to a lot of successful people on this podcast and, and you're definitely up there with them. I think there's always patterns that I've seen and, and you've brought it up so many times. Norwich come calling, that's a massive risk to move to another country, move to another society, the club at that point, let's not forget, was in a tough situation. True. Really tough situation. And it seems like throughout your life, you've constantly taken risks when other people probably wouldn't have done. Do you look back and go, yeah, actually, like, it yeah. felt risky at the time? I love risk to take the risk. Do you? I don't like to take the easy path. Yeah. Um, I think of um, rocky roads, you will yeah. get to know so much about yourself. 
about the people you're going with, um, about all, everything around you. Maybe you will change interest, maybe you will stick with things, but you need to go that rocky road. There is no, uh, not a, such a thing like an easy way mm. to, your, to your goals, yeah. you know? And if it's an easy way, there must be something wrong. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Well, as soon as Tom joined, obviously there was, a, there was a big transition from the club. A lot of German players coming in, a whole new kind of um, way we were going about things. I remember, I think, as soon as Tom came in, it felt like you gelled with the people around here quite quickly. Norwich fans love Tom, Norwich fans love you. I think I remember seeing you went and bought a load of pizzas for the homeless people around here at some point. Mm. Was that just natural or was it a real effort to be like, I'm here now, I need to make the most of it and I need to make my own community? To be honest, no, because I couldn't plan to do that because mm. my plan was actually us going back right. to, to university or me to work and him to university. I was just, I brought so much positivity and so much happiness to Norwich because I couldn't believe it and I couldn't believe that he will get his chance and it's something so big and I remember him with like when um, he got a call from his agent and he said yeah they want you they want to sign with you we just both started crying really yeah it wow. was it was so beautiful because we worked really really hard it's it was something I just explained to you in a neutral it's mm. something really quick but there is so much we were, I don't know if I can say this, we were chasing a coach by car once to have a chat with him. Really? And um, yeah, we, I, called, <laughs> I called in Moscow even and talked to the um, funny thing is when I, I, I can't say which club it was, but I was giving a call in Moscow to the players department, to the um, liaison, to to the sporting director, yeah, okay. and he had I think a few drinks, oh. yeah, yeah, and he was very drunk. And I spoke to him in Russian, and then he he was like, oh, I, and, and then he spoke to me in English again, and it was such a messed up thing. We didn't yeah. really understand where who were talking which, because I also speak Russian, yeah, and I don't know. He just gave me the number from the coach. Yeah, Amazing. he just believed me on the phone. And wow. I was like, hey, I'm a temporary management of Tom Tribal. <laughs> um, I'm calling regarding. I da, 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 da. So I made things up and I was not a temporary management. What is a temporary management, you know? Yeah. So you, hang on, let's just, let's just pause there. You speak <laughs> Russian, you speak German. Yes. You speak English very yes. well, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. A Better than my bit, German. I struggle, I struggle a little bit today. I have days where I speak really, really good. But uh, since I have spoken this morning in Russian, then in German yeah. all day, because I'm doing another project at the moment, sometimes my brain is not working that quick if a lot of things yeah. are going on. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate well, it. It was like when you're, on the, when you're on the phone earlier, you were speaking to me in English, then on the phone to Tom in German, I was like, bloody well, hell. Tom walks in in German. <laughs> then you say to me, he likes a cortado with coconut milk. <laughs> but to make that switch, no, no, genuinely, seriously, yeah. I think it's incredible. And you know what? It really frustrates me when people don't make an effort to try to learn a language. I think it's, I think it's actually a problem with English people. Hundred percent. Where you know we go abroad and it's we're ignorant. very, very, very complacent. We'll go to Spain or France or Germany and we'll just expect people to speak the language. Yeah. Mm. And it makes such a difference to to just be able to talk it in that language. And, and it must have helped Tom as well for you to be able to pick up the language that quickly. Mm. When you first came over, did you have any lessons or, or not? You mean to the, uh, for to it, the English lessons, yeah. Or, or no, because I used to live in the States before. So it was this fine. Is, 
this is where I learned English actually. Um, no, we had English in school. Everyone has English yeah. in school, but my English was really bad. I think my grade was like, I don't know, I had a five, was the worst. Yeah, one of the words. <laughs> I was really, really bad. So was it I easy for Tom my, to pick up as well? Um, yeah, afterwards, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I backed my teacher to give me a better, you know, how do you say, grade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a better grade. He did. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> so Tom joins Norwich. You say that it, it was such a relief. Mm. How was it settling in? New country, new people. Norwich is very unique in a sense. It's a one club city so you walk anywhere and mm -hmm. they probably know you they'll definitely know tom there's a lot of pressure around mm -hmm. here to do well was that easy to settle into or not i didn't expect it in the beginning so mm. it took a while until i really realized how much pressure it actually is um but i have to admit i think english people are the nicest people i've ever met really yeah and I think they're very welcoming. They're very, very friendly. I mean, if I compare it to German people, they have a lot of, um, how do you say? Nasty people? Yeah, you rude. have a lot of, yeah, rude people, a lot of negative people. Mm. Um, you know, it's like, it's hard to explain, but I feel like that people from England are very <coughs> welcoming. And they're very, very nice and very gentle and very careful. And which was, of course, in the beginning, very nice because, um, I mean, of course, you have sometimes, sometimes a few people they, they always, yeah, they they write nasty things online. Yeah. Um, but uh, I basically I just didn't think about that. It was not interesting for me. I was just focusing on the good things, and um, it was alright. I felt very that um, people just like invited me to to celebrate with them you know mm, it incredible. was not yeah i felt like a part of it Brilliant. and um for me it was football was i love football i can't even imagine to live without football anymore <laughs> i think it's norwich though i don't think it's people in england Anna. i don't think you've been to the right areas i think it's people in norwich Probably. are really nice i was yeah. going to say though i think that works both ways though because i've seen and we've all seen here players come into the club who maybe haven't performed too well and then family members start to get involved and it turns really nasty. Yeah. It never felt, it felt like you made a real effort to involve yourself, a real effort to get what it is about Norwich because it's a unique place, mm. there's unique people here. Yeah. It seems like you're ingrained in what this is all about and in turn people then go, actually Anna, like, we like her, she's one of us. <laughs> Do you not think it like, works both ways because it could quite easily be, no, she doesn't want to play a part, we're not going to care about her. I don't see myself so different from them, to be yeah. honest. I like. You feel at home. I feel here. like I feel like I'm a part of the fan community. <laughs> not that I am someone who people have to look up to. Yeah. It's Tom. I'm just like one of them. I'm like yeah. staying in the crowd. I'm cheering. I'm supporting. And um, hang on, you're cheering. What's your favorite chant apart from Tom Tribal? <laughs> Oh, I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, really? Is it like yeah, an anti-Ipswich one? Or? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being in the crowd, watching Tom? Are you nervous? Are you chilled out? I feel home. I don't know. Do you? I, yeah, if I feel. I'd rather um, we have the player seats in yeah. Norwich. Very nice. Um, <laughs> but when we travel, then we are sitting with, the, mm. with all the fans, and this is what I like more. Is it really? Yeah, you like being I in the it's very it? funny. Yeah. We'll have to get it's you in the Barclay fun. end yeah. with a flag. Yeah. 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 yeah, of course. We'll get you involved. Um, what was the f so obviously the first season wasn't great here in Norwich. Second season, last season, mm -hmm. promotion. 
no one expected it. What was that season like? You you would have seen better than anyone what was going on. Was there always a belief that they thought they were going to go up? They thought yeah. there was. Yeah, I believed it from from the first. You time, believed it, but did I, they? No, they, I, I mean I believed it, and at some point Tom told me. I remember that was on November 19 or November 20, he said I should stop talking about going up all the time um, because um, it's a half season to, uh, still a half a season yeah. to play. Wow. And I was like, no, I know you guys are going up this year. I, I know, nice. I have, it's, it's just a feeling in my guts, you will go up. And it was the time where, um, where everything went bad yeah. and then it had uh, the change where they start winning and yeah, winning. Yeah. Mm. And um, this is where I knew they definitely will go up. And then I was at um, the, the last one and a half months, I was so anxious and nervous. <laughs> I was having sweaty hands. Like, Join the club. In the, in the um, yeah, at the matches. And I was like, I don't know how we'll survive that. I need a drink or I need, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I need something because I, I already talked so much into myself that I already yeah. felt that are up instead of going up so i had that belief so strong and when they when they really went up that was i don't know it was such a relief mm. it, it, everything was like you know yeah. well, like remember. a titan in my body and then yeah. it went up and i it was beautiful i remember yeah. seeing you on the pitch during the celebrations i think it was after la no the game that we officially got promoted yeah. i think you'd come onto the pitch wearing your norwich shirt walking around and I just think there was there was some happy tears, there was hugs, there was flags, and what was it like walking around the pitch and just looking at all the fans and just thinking, oh my god, like we've done it. Yeah, I cried because I could cry again. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, no, of course, because it was something. Um, I just saw the pain mm. fading away. Everything what wow. people did to us. And everything what people said in the media and uh, God, everything what happened to this little boy when he was a young kid mm. um, or young uh, adult um, that was so much pain I just wish that there would be one day the karma oh sorry and you're getting me almost quite emotional because I can feel the passion the burning desire that you want all of this to work and when it finally did work it must have been the biggest relief, pleasure. That whole journey, that tough journey for both of you is almost like you got to that moment and that's, you looked around and it's like, yeah, we're here. It's working now. Yeah. You, you, you said it perfectly. Yeah? Yeah. This is how it was. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like you said, a relief. It was happiness. I, I was proud of him. Like. Mm extremely proud like how what a strong character he has that mm. nothing will stop him ever from going forward and mm. believing in himself um, with me on his side and uh, that they and also for the entire team n not only for one also for the other families mm. and the girls mm. and the, and the other players and the coach who gave, gave us a chance mm. Stuart Weber who had a who had a vision mm. you know uh, uh, Daniel Farke, who uh, brought his creativity and his uh, his way of playing football, mm. and everything, all that together, all these amazing people with all their own stories, you know, mm. that just was. And amazing. what an incredible thing, Anna! Because actually, what's interesting is that's quite 
internal in terms of the players and the players' families. But what I find fascinating is to get from your point of view. So you're walking around the pitch and are you kind of focused on you know, the, the pitch and the players? Because actually when, I, when we went on the pitch, the Russ Martin Wes game, I'm looking around at all the fans and thinking, oh my God, like, there's so many people here. But do you realise or do you actually realise the, the, the impact that not only Tom, but that team has had on the families of the families of the people that were in that stadium? There's, there's been granddads that have been going to Carrow yeah. Road for 70 years. Yeah. And they said that that season with your Tom in that team was the best they've ever seen. Really that must that I can't imagine mm. how proud you must mm. have felt just seeing it yeah. all. Yeah, everyone like of course like also the fans who you know you saw people they were almost ninety or older mm. sitting in the stadium you know um, shaking you know <laughs> next to the gr- grandchildren just to really see that moment and mm. cherish that moment maybe for last time, you know, and uh, that made me also cry and sad because there's so much behind this whole club. It's not just the... Made me cry as well. Yeah, (laughs) you see, it's not just like a football club, uh, you know, where I just sit. I remember, I'm not allowed to say names, but I remember sitting at another game where everyone was uh, was like, Mm. it felt like in a theater. Yeah. And Norwich is like, it's more passion, it's love. I'm sorry, I'm gonna... That's fine. (laughs) Turn on my phone. (laughs) Probably Tom going. I hope you're not bad mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still alive? Um, so yeah, it was um, it was wonderful. It was. Are you proud of yourself? Proud of us, yes. Proud yeah. of us because I don't think as as a me. I, I I think as a team. You that's fa- that fascinates me because throughout this whole interview you said we. It's never been Tom. It's never been me. It's never been I. Agreed. You always say we. Mm. And that makes me so happy because you are a team, aren't you? Yes, we are. It's amazing. Um, what's going on with you now then? Projects, you're travelling around the world, it seems. You've got books writing. You're probably <laughs> learning 17 new languages. <laughs> what's go- because you're I very busy as well. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm glad when everything is over and I can start socialising again. <laughs> and uh, I think it's winter now almost, right? Yeah. Definitely um, winter. It's cold in here. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Um, so yeah, I'm finishing. I'm like you said. I'm uh, wrote a book. I'm finishing the book at the moment. It's an illustration office. Yeah. I hear the. Yeah, we'll uh, so, we'll right? keep going. Basically, if you're watching this or listening on SoundCloud, we've got a sellotaped rug on the window. <laughs> this, this is, is what budget. We go through for you. Um, I'm sure Anna is thinking, "What am I doing here?" Um, <laughs> no, actually not. <laughs> Again, though, you just said there. Oh, I've just written a book. Yes. Like, I've just written a book. As you do. Like, like, yeah. this, this is amazing. I don't, I don't think you take enough credit for what you do. Um, like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's for the first time. Like, because the book is pretty new. Yeah. One, um, it's actually you guys. You are the first one in the UK who have an exclusive interview now about the book. Boom. So What's the book? Yeah, tell us a little bit so about basically, it. Basically, the book is a biography about... Tommy Tribal. <laughs> it's a children's book, um, and I want to actually uh, reveal everything what is really ha- or what really happened in his career. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not using real names because it's of course a children's book. Yeah. But it's um, it's not the story behind his career. What made him just keep going, keep going? I want it. It's my desire. I I believe in myself. Thing. It's also about a love story. Oh. It's also about um, um, how do you say dedication? Yeah. It's about uh, evil. Yeah. And of course about uh, being happy with what you do and believing in yourself. Yeah. And uh, some people or some kids maybe are struggling in school with other children, mobbing online, for example. And I want just the kids to read that book and just to understand there is always a way out. There's always a way for them to, to doesn't matter despite the age, for old and young, there's always a way to, to just find the right direction, mm -hmm. always. You are never stuck. You're never stuck in the situation you are now. And uh, this is basically in a neutral, the story of the book. I love the fact that you've gone for a children's book yeah. as well, because actually the easier, th it says a lot about you again, Anna, the, the easy thing to do would be to write an autobiography of Tom's life. Mm. And that would be that. And it would be for the adult audience and it would get signed off from a publisher and job done. But you've gone for a children's book, which actually says a lot because by publishing a children's book, you're affecting lives sooner, positively, which mm. is incredible. Mm. And I would love to have read a book at that point, especially about a footballer as well, right? That's mm. so powerful because kids look up to footballers. So and the thing works. is, it's also not about um, the male part. We have also female parts in the book. Brilliant, good. Because um, it's important for me to not only have football considered with male or men, also having a female uh, role in that book, which is very important for the male. Mm. So um, this is what I want to also tell all the young girls to uh, definitely read that book. Well, this is the Love thing that. as well, right? Is people aren't just looking up to Tom, people are looking up to you, your career, you've done so well. So it's like, if you can combine the two, mm. then fantastic. Like, young girls will probably be watching this and going, like, if she's done it, I can yeah. probably do it as well. Yeah, of course. I think you just have to believe in yourself, like everyone. Like, everyone has their own strength. It's not, it doesn't make sense to copy people. You are the strongest if you are yourself and do what you can do best. Mm. And this is important. If you now, you are good, I don't know, in, um, in art, do art. Mm. You don't have to be a lawyer, even mm. though your parents tell you you have to be a lawyer. No, if you're Preach. good in yeah. something, you, you can achieve uh, something to very, very high level because you're good in it. Yeah. Because what, uh, if you are a lawyer, but you like art and you don't like law, you're just a lawyer because your parents told you to be an attorney, you're not gonna be as good as you probably would be as an artist. I yeah. agree. And um, vice versa. I love the fact that there is a love element as well, Anna. I think it's really important, actually, because I think a lot of people go through life thinking that they've got to go at it alone. Mm. And they think, actually, you know what? No, I've got to stand strong and be closed and not show vulnerability and open up my feelings to others. Me and Jack can both say having long-term relationships as well, how important it is mm. to have love, to have a relationship, to have someone that you can rely on, to create a circle of people around you that you trust. I think that's a super important message to to push through because that's, that's exactly what's happened for you and Tom, right? You've been your own mini team. You've been able to conquer the world. But sometimes people feel like they just have to do it alone. They have to travel all the way to LA on their own, which you did, to be fair. You have to start it somewhere, right? <laughs> Agreed, right? Agreed. But I think it's important to understand the value of 
having people in your team, you're having your own mini team mm. is yeah. an important message exactly. to have, yes. 100%. And I think this is the beautiful thing and what we, me and Chris really want to achieve with this podcast is I think if you, if you look at Tom, if you look at you, it's easy to just see the face element to which everyone sees. No one knows your journey, no one knows how you got to this position and I just think it adds such depth and such respect. Mm. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate what's it. plans then for the next few months? Going back to I want to go back to the book thing. One go on more then. Time. Go on then. Um, we. I didn't tell you actually how I started this whole project and why I decided to write a book. Go on then. I, yeah. 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 Okay. So um, it was his twenty-sixth birthday yeah. in March, and um, we are never. What did you get him, by the way? What present did you give him? This is this so and I thought because we're never buying anything material right. for us because we don't need anything material. I think time is the most uh, important, important part in life, and I wanted to uh, to give him a present which involves my time. Okay. And I didn't know what to do, and I was thinking. I took the dog for a walk. I went for a stroll in the city. I grabbed a coffee for a week. Right. I couldn't figure out what I want. And um, actually, the children's book is about pigeons. Okay. The main <laughs> characters are pigeons. And yeah. it has also, it's also um, a religious background. Okay. Pigeons, you know, also not religious, also even before that. Pigeons have a, like a bird. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it, no- it will be all in the book. It will be all written down. It will be, you have to read that. You're a good saleswoman <laughs> as well. <laughs> and um, so then I saw pigeons. <laughs> You saw the some tree. pigeons and you got some inspiration from that. Yeah, no, I looked at them and they looked in love. <laughs> but it looked like she would be mad at him and he would try to convince her. How much coffee did you have that day? <laughs> oh, probably a lot. Was there vodka in it? Martini. Um, and, it, and I just looked at them. I just stared at them like a crazy person. I was like, pigeons. Pigeons? And then I was like, wow, imagine you're going to write a book about pigeons. It's like, and that was write it. Write a book. I and that's it. And I said, what if I write a book about his career? Just for his grandchildren, maybe one day. So that's Tom, so you and Tom have got birth. pigeons to thank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. And because I, I thought like, why taking a lion? Why something big? Like every, you see, you never, have you seen a pigeon's book? No, I haven't, no. 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 It's so weird that you even keep thinking about yeah. it. And, um, and people yeah. don't like pigeons that much, right? Which oh, is quite good. Yeah. Because, because then it's like, actually, you know what? Under, it's appreciating yeah. the lower down the pecking order. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And they I always like steal that. your chips up the market as well, pigeons. Yeah, they? they do. But there are also beautiful uh, pigeons, the white ones. Yeah. Which you use for weddings when they fly in the air. Mm-hmm. This, um, this thing's about to fall off. We're going to keep the going there. carries a message. Yes. Back in the day. Yeah. And this is what we have. We, ha- we have a message okay. for the people. And this is also why we consider it pig- or what I consider pigeons. So basically how this whole thing got started is um, he was at home and I was starting to write that book. I was like, I need information. And he's not allowed to know anything. Yeah. So how do I do that without him noticing that I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing something? Yeah. So I went up to him. I was like, well... Um, what was it again when you were younger? What was the name of the club you played against where you shot a goal? <laughs> He's like, why? <laughs> like, you were seven or six, right? Yes. I was like, yeah, I just read like... And he, no, he asked again, why do you need this, this information? So I was like, yeah, just for my records. Just for, <laughs> just for, I just... 
want to see if, yeah, <laughs> just for my review. <laughs> and that was already weird. Yeah. But then imagine I have to go always back and forth. Yeah. And ask. So I had to ask so many questions. And I remember it was the third question, uh, or third or fourth question I asked him about he played with uh, Hansa Rostock against um, another club. And I asked him and he was like, are you working for some sort of journalism <laughs> or are you selling my story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. I have read something like people when they get uh, in their mid-twenties, they just have problems with their memories. Yeah. So, and this is where it all started, like where I had to tell him the whole project yeah. because he would not oh, answer wow. my question anymore because he would think it's super weird because I keep on coming back and forth with the paper. You know? So you're telling me, you couldn't think of a birthday present. So you were like, okay, I'll write a book. Yeah. But it took some time. It wasn't that quick. <laughs> no, I know, but when's he going to get the book for his birthday? That's the thing. I mean, come on, Anna. I mean, when's <laughs> his birthday? His, the book was actually already done in June. It right. was right before the season. And before you actually texted me uh, about the book, when we had, those, when we had that conversation. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, and then I realized I want because I'm so perfect. I have so much perfectionism. Yeah. I need to perfect that book yeah. so much. So I had to rewrite so much. Did you? Um, wow. Because when you keep when you read your text all uh, all over again, yeah. you start noticing maybe ch uh, you have to make changes. Yeah. And this is what I've done. Like because I wanted mm. to have a perfect product for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. To that time, then I gave it to the um, to the editor and uh, she is working with a lot of big companies, publishers, and she said, why don't you sell that book? Why don't you put it on the market? It's oh, so the, really the, the initial plan wasn't to sell it? Ah. No, no, wow. the initial plan was actually... Just for, just for you? Just for him. Wow. And because um, I, I wanted her to do the grammatic and everything, and um, yeah, she said it's... Cause, and she said, I've been working with so many books since 30 years. Mm you should definitely do something. Oh, wow, cool. And um, this is what made me thinking. And of course, I didn't want to, uh, to decide it on my own. Yeah. Um, I talked to Tom. Um, I told him the whole thing because I need more information, of course, and I couldn't come up with excuses yeah. anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then he said it's, uh, he was very happy. And then he said, it's a good idea. Let's, let's do something. Um, yeah, let's do something. When is it out? Uh, plan is right before Christmas. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, and the plan is also... So we can um, buy it before Christmas, hopefully? Yes. Excellent. And we also want to... Um, the money we make through the book until the costs are covered, we want to give every single penny to charity. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I think that's Incredible. probably the most thoughtful present I've yeah, ever heard of. That's insane. And it's that's completely so ruined any present I ever buy my girlfriend because it, it will never live up to me writing a book. That's absolutely Maybe. brilliant. Is, it, is there pictures in the book, yeah? Yes. It's a cheers book, right? Yeah. So is there a yellow and green pigeon involved? <laughs> Should there be? Can there be? <laughs> Please? <laughs> yellow and green? Um, yeah, there are, but they are more grey. Okay. Just outfits, think about incorporating yeah. Norwich in some yeah. way. That'd you be, want to that'd see be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be absolutely brilliant. That would be good. Is this, is this in public domain? Can... Can we put a picture of this on screen now? Not yet. No? This is oh, so this reaction. Wow, this is a real exclusive. Is this it's the front a raw, cover? It's a raw material. Is this the, the front cover or? It's it's not the front cover. It's just right. one. It's just it's one of the one of the images. Of Who drew the pictures? No, I have an illustrator. You have an illustrator. She's, she's well. working for me. While, yeah. Whilst Anna's finding that, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. What I've really enjoyed throughout this podcast, and, and Anna, me and Jack, before, when I set this up with you, I said to Jack, I really want to 
break the stigma of there's this massive thing where fo- football fans they have this impression of footballers wives mm. right and this is the exact reason why people shouldn't have that impression writing a book three different languages career of her own like I think that's incredible it's so good to hear mm. and to see people always just see and, and this is the thing that I'd be interested to ask you about Anna do you ever get annoyed by football fans seeing you as just a footballer's wife yes do mm. you it hurts it hurts in one way because I was not when we came together I was not a football wife exactly because yeah. I was maybe a wife of someone who's going back to university mm. um, and this is what makes me really really sad and it makes Tom even more sad mm. does it yes because he doesn't see, I'm not this typical what he always tells me I'm not this typical girl of a football player and he I, I remember he got once a message and he actually never replies to any messages um, insulting him or offending him and this is the only message he responded um, which made him very very sad and um, this is what um, yeah that's a big thing for us I think um, uh, you have to also online you have to watch out on social media what you write because um, you can hurt people and this mm. is what people forget doesn't matter if they're famous not famous it just hurts and also people who especially players who have kids young kids totally great yeah when they go to school <coughs> and they are like six or seven and someone comes up to them and tells them your dad is shit yeah you know it hurts mm. it hurts for young people because this boy or this girl can't do anything about it mm. and this is also for an adult it's um yeah it's hard to digest sometimes mm. th- these words because i get a lot of messages when when it, for example they lose yeah and you get a lot of messages yeah, I get a lot when of they messages. lose you get a lot of messages yes yes why i don't know and what sort of messages roughly oh, are you getting very like um very nasty ones really yes and see this is this is the point and this is exactly why i wanted Anna to come on that i'm 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 a bit fed up of it football is a game it's entertainment we love it but there is no need to to message players family members to you know b- to bully people to troll and i think if it's constructive so if i if i said exactly i thought tom today wasn't as good as always i thought it was his mistake for the goal but he'll probably know that anyway anna can probably hold her hands up and say you know what i'm a bit annoyed because he's my man but actually <laughs> It was probably fair, he didn't have his best game. But when it's personal insults, mm. there's just no need for it. And I would encourage anyone that's watching and listening to this now to go and follow Anna on, on Instagram because you push out a lot of inspirational messages, which I really enjoy because I'm all about that as well. <laughs> as you know, Jack, Jack, Jack hates it. I love it. I no, love I, think, it. I, think no, I like it. it. I think you love it. But I, I think it's it. important. I think we need more positivity in the world. So yeah. I appreciate that, Anna. I've, thank, thank you, you so I've, much. Genuinely, we've done, I think we've done 99, over 100 of these podcasts now. And we've had a whole range of people. And I can hand on my heart say this is the most enjoyable one we've oh, really? done. Really? Honestly. Thank you. Because really? I didn't know what to expect. Oh, thank is there you. a trophy for that? No, we'll buy a few extra copies of the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've but, never. Um, I wanted to say also thank you so much for having me. And I, brought, <laughs> I couldn't come with empty hands. So I brought you a little present. Wow, um, wow. This is for uh, you, you three. Yeah, yeah Max behind camera, producer um, Max. Uh, I just brought you it? some typical German products and I hope you like it. Okay, oh, should we open it Can now? Can we open it of on course. camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah go Let's ahead. do it. So, 
Thank you, Anna. That's incredible. <laughs> we have to say By the way, if, I'll tell you what, that's a, I mean, that wrapping. That's exceptionally wrapped. <laughs> are you, Christmas wrapping? Are you, are you doing all the wrapping or does Tom <laughs> get involved oh, in the wrapping? I actually give it up to do, uh, to do it. I just pay someone five pounds because I'm really bad. At <laughs> <laughs> you pay someone to wrap for yeah, you? Yeah. Who do you pay? Where do I go? I just go somewhere. I just take my stuff. I buy and I go to Gerald's and ask them. Oh, Gerald's, yeah. So <laughs> free promotion for yeah, Gerald. What, what are your favourite shops in Norwich whilst we're opening this? Shops. Yeah, what are your favourite um, ones to go to? Oh my word. Oh wow. What have we got here? So we've got a, cho nice. a mini chocolate mix. Yes. That looks exceptional. That's a typical German chocolate. What oh, do you want, man? Wow. Look at this. this. I love marzipan. You love marzipan? Yeah. Nice. So this, this is, is the marzipan? This is marzipan. And okay. this is a typical German uh, sweet uh, for Christmas. Like everyone gets oh. it for Christmas. So it's you have to try that. If you like, um, do you know Spicolatius? I don't know the no, English what you're on about. <laughs> I, I think the word in English is so different. Okay. Yeah. Well, all it's, of them. You have to try. They, it. they, they look, they look incredible. Thank you so yeah, much. Very that's welcome. very kind. That's, no, that's exceptionally wow. kind. Right, we'll put these here. Um, I'm going to put on some weight. <laughs> yeah, the health freak himself is not going to be. Uh, <laughs> um, I've never asked this question, but I want to on this. We'll wrap up. How do you want to be remembered? Oh, that's a very intense question. Um, mm, as a loyal person, yeah. as a good person, um, as someone you can lean on, trust. Mm. Um, yeah, as a good friend, good. as a good wife. As a, I think it's a question I would have to think longer about that, but this is my answer for now. For now. I like it. We'll have to get you on again That's to talk good. about it more in depth. Um, Anna, thank you so much for your thank time. You so thank much. you, Anna. Appreciate um, it. Thank you very much for watching this episode of the TNT Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please do leave ratings on iTunes and SoundCloud. Let us know what you thought of it down in the comment section below. And also, we'll include Anna's Instagram. So go over and follow her. She might get you some Marzipan treats. I don't know. <laughs> See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>